Welcome into Farzcast. Farzine Vasugian here with you. Hope you guys are having a good week. Staying safe in all this craziness. 2020 continues to be. Got a really good podcast for you guys. It is a Chiefs Zone reunion. Zach Stenga and DJ Evans, my co-hosts from the Chiefs Zone podcast, they're going to join me in just a couple of minutes. So very excited to have them on. Uh, some good news about this podcast Spreading out there, uh, more outlets, Stitcher, um, uh, a few other uh, places out there, Pandora, I believe. So this podcast is definitely growing as well. We still have some weird issue going on with iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Now we're back on Google Play. Uh, We've been on Spotify for a while, uh, but for whatever reason, iTunes, where a majority of our listeners are, uh, or they prefer to listen from, uh, there's still an issue there. So I do apologize for those who are iTunes or Apple Podcast users. Uh, we will try to get that rolling soon, hopefully. Please be patient. I'm hoping within the next week we can get that figured out. So I appreciate those who have been letting me know about that. Uh, it definitely helps when people let me know if there's an issue elsewhere because I can't keep track of all of these outlets. So we'll definitely... Uh, try to get that sorted out real soon for you guys. Uh, real quickly, I am giving away a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl flag on Twitter. I just gave one away on Facebook. Going to give one away on Twitter now. You have until Monday evening to sign up for that. Just check out my Twitter at Farzine21 and the details are all there in my pinned post. So go check that out. Uh, and I've got a few more flags to give away. So... Stay tuned. If you don't win this one, got a couple other opportunities as well in the near future. So going to be doing that. Uh, So just a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, Like I mentioned, uh, coming up in just a moment, Zach Senga and DJ Evans. I'm I'm really excited to talk to these guys. Uh, They they co-hosted the Chiefs Zone with me. We are going to talk some Chiefs football, uh, but you're also going to hear us talking about a lot of other things that are non-Chiefs related. Uh, The three of us actually have not talked in a setting like this in a long time. So we're going to be catching up a bit. We're going to be talking about this pandemic because last time when we did a podcast together, there was no pandemic, which is just crazy to even think about. And then uh, all, I mean, everything else in between. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things, uh, talking uh, Chiefs, NFL, NBA, a little bit of UFC, boxing, uh, the pandemic, and even a teeny bit of politics hopefully not too much but uh you never know sometimes we'll ramble and just go on uh so oh i definitely will bring up the borat movie that i'm really excited about and i know these guys are as well so we'll talk about all of that and much more in just a moment with zach and dj coming up chief zone reunion on farcecast All right, we are back. Welcome in to Farscast. We're doing a Chief Zone reunion on here. DJ Evans and Zach Stegna. Gentlemen, it's been a while. Yeah, you know, nothing's, you know, nothing's really changed since our last podcast or anything. You know, pretty much the same shit, right? You know, it's <laughs> Chiefs are still winning. You know, yeah. at least that's consistent. Pretty much everything else is, you know, Gone to hell in a handbasket, but hey, you know, it's yeah, fun, right? Uh, <laughs> I think end of, end of February, uh, I mean, a lot has happened since then. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, you know, what's funny is um, 
I remember when the Chiefs were going to Miami for the Super Bowl and there was small talk about whether or not the coronavirus would make an impact or anything. And I thought about bringing this up on the podcast. I'm like, uh, it's hardly being discussed. So no, let's just, you know, stay away from it. But man, uh, had that game been played a month later that we would have had a whole new, another uh, discussion, but I'm sure we'll get into all the COVID stuff. The three of us, we have, I mean, we, we've, uh, we still have our group chat. Um, and I talk to you guys individually as well, but I mean, we haven't done like a like an actual conversation like this in a long time. So it's been a while for sure. We were, we were joking about this. It's like, because for those who don't know, we record on a program called Audacity. Uh, but for whatever reason, my Audacity, Audacity does not record anymore because I updated my Mac. So that's lovely. So we would all record ourselves and Zach and DJ would email me their MP3s and I would just line it all up. Uh, we were all at, you know, verbally out loud, say five, four, three, two, whereas now with zoom, which might be one of the best things in 2020. Uh, I mean, you can record yourself and it sends you, uh, an M what's it called? MP4 and M4A files, uh, which is an audio and a video file, which makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Would have been a lot more convenient if I knew about the sooner, but that's okay. So, uh, how have you guys been? How's, how's life treating you guys in 2020? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's since we last, you know, did since we lasted a podcast, I guess, uh, you know, nothing like being in the epicenter of the COVID pandemic when it all started to go crazy. Thankfully, I got the heck out of there. Uh, and so I've been back in Kansas City since you're talking about New York, just so yeah. Yeah. You, you used to live in New York City. Right. And uh, yeah, it was the weirdest week ever like that week. Between, yeah, I think it was like you know, March, you know, 11th ish sort of time frame. I don't know exactly what the days were. And frankly, it's not material, but it went from, you know, Sunday being in church and stuff and, you know, shaking people's hands and everybody's like, oh, yeah, this COVID thing, you know, it could be an issue, but probably not, you know, just joking about, you know, oh, well, we probably shouldn't have shaken hands, but oh, darn, we did anyway. Uh, to then Monday morning, you know, we're sitting in the office and the boss is like, yeah that people are talking about this COVID maybe being a thing. It's probably nothing, but, you know, just keep your heads on a swivel. And, you know, if we need to do, you know, a little bit of working from home, we'll do that. Fast forward to then, you know, Thursday afternoon, we're all, you know, we've been working from home ever since. Uh, and I remember walking through Grand Central at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and it's just a complete ghost town. They went from you know, New York being business as usual on Sunday to completely, you know, almost unrecognizable by Thursday afternoon. And then I got out, you know, quickly the following week. And I got to say, it was a little weird flying out from LaGuardia too, because normally that's a <laughs> shit show. There's no other way to slice it. Like, spoiler alert, the one of the most crowded airports in the country sucks. Surprise. Uh, but I got through security there faster than I do at KCI most times when I was flying home. And it was one of those things that, like, I was – was almost super excited about it until I remembered why it was so easy to get through there. I was like, okay, well, yeah, it's convenient, but shit. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's good to be back in KC, though. I'm not going to lie about that. Well, you have to be happy about that because that's such a great city. It I, is, man. It I've really already is. been there like, like three. Beats times. the hell out of New York. I've already been there three times if this didn't happen. Um, You've had kind of a crazy time, DJ. You and your wife, because your wife's a nurse. Yeah. So you know. Um, I remember right before St. Patrick's Day weekend, um, the governor in Illinois was saying, like, there was no order, but it was, please, you know, 
don't go to like crowded bars, like don't do that stuff. And then the videos on Twitter and on Facebook were out on that Saturday. <laughs> and I literally tweeted out about 20 minutes before the edict came down. I said, they're about to make the decision for us. And then the governor of Illinois said, we're shutting the bars and restaurants down for two weeks. And then five days later, we're shutting everything down for two weeks. And back then we were like, so, okay, two weeks, we'll be back to normal. That's what we thought in my office. We're like, we'll be back to normal. Like, no, that's, and so, yeah, it's been a roller coaster. My wife is a nurse and she, she doesn't work on an ER floor or anything like that, but they moved her to the COVID ICU floor um, for about a month. And so, you know, her, protocol for coming home was get home, get in the garage, put her clothes in a garbage bag, run upstairs, take a shower. Boom. And that was every day that she worked for at least four weeks, maybe six weeks. And so that it was, and I've never seen her as emotionally drained. Um, And she's, you know, I've been with her. We're about to celebrate our sixth wedding anniversary, but her, um, eighth year together. Um, I've never seen her that emotionally drained than during that time. Like it was just, and how could you not be? Yeah. I can't imagine. It, it, it's it's so crazy. Cause it's like one of those things where, you know, you, you, you look back and, you know, uh, it, it's always talked about, you know, where were you uh, when nine 11 happened? You know, where were you when you heard, you know, so-and-so passed away or died or whatever, um, and this is like another one of those things. It's like the night when Tom Hanks and his wife announced that they have it was the same night the NBA announced that they're postponing everything. I still remember where I was. Um, I was actually out on, on a date, oddly enough. And this was a girl who uh, lived in, I forgot what town, kind of a smaller town, uh, a bit far away from uh, Kansas City, but she was in uh, town visiting her family. So we figured, hey, why not? This would be a good time to go out. But in the back of my mind, I was like, is it really a good time to, to, to be going out on dates right now? And we went to uh, a bar at Prairie Fire. I mean, there was maybe a total of five people there, not including the employees. And we, I mean, the topic came up where we're talking about the whole COVID situation. And uh, she's a teacher uh, and she goes, mm, if I get it, I get it. You know, it's, it's one of those, hey, no big deal. It's just a virus. And I remember she stepped away. I don't remember where she went. I think she went to use the restroom or something. And so I checked my phone uh, for a moment and I got a text from my mom. She goes, Tom Hanks has the virus and so does his wife and the NBA is postponing their season. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is real. Like I'll say when I, America's dad goes down, she gets real. Uh, <laughs> I go, I, I still remember driving home and I turn on the radio. I, I'm listening to, uh, I, I mean, I have Sirius XM, so I'm switching through all these national channels like ESPN radio, Mad Dog Sports. I mean, I'm, I'm like, like I'm, I mean, I saw on Twitter, I saw everyone's reactions to everything, but it's like, is this really happening at the same time too? Like you're trying to get confirmation from, you know, a national media outlet too. And you're just, you don't even know what, what to think. And I just remember driving home thinking, you know, is it even safe to be out? Not just, you know, with the virus, but it's like a lot of people, I mean, people went to gun stores and they emptied all the shelves, getting bullets, everything. Um, and I remember going to the grocery store the next day, I'm like, I better get what I need right now because it's not going to be here in a couple of hours. And while I'm doing that, my brother texted me 
and told me the NHL was postponing, and I was just crushed. I mean, I, it, it was it was obvious it was going to happen, but man, I'm a huge Vegas Golden Knights fan, and I was just crushed when uh, when hockey was taken away like that. Uh, that's why I was so ecstatic when the season came back. Um, and props to the NHL uh, for uh, finishing how uh, for doing their season the way they started and they they finished. The NBA is close to finishing as well, but. Man, uh, to think that something like this really put the world on hold. I still remember in, in Europe, all these soccer leagues were were on hold. And then eventually uh, all these uh, NCAA tournament, uh, the uh, conference tournaments and the NCAA tournaments, you're like, this is this is about to happen, isn't it? And yeah, sure enough, here we are. Yeah, I remember, you know, it was, you know, the Big 12 tournament got canceled. Like, okay, you had the early game. And I was like, you had it lined up, ready to go on my side screen at work. Hope my boss doesn't listen to this. But eh. (laughs) Uh, at that point, we were already working from home anyway. Um, Right. But we were doing it from the office. So that was a longer story, not worth telling. Uh, But, yeah, had it lined up, ready to go. And then next thing you know, like an hour before tip, it's just like, oh, yeah, not going to happen. It's like, is it going to happen anytime soon? And then all, all of a sudden, you know, obviously we know now that no, nothing's going to happen soon. Um, you know, and it's been, I mean, it's still a bummer. You know, I, I still will contend that Kansas could have won the tournament this year. And, uh, you know, we'll never know. Damn it. <laughs> I saw them live. I saw them live a year ago, about a year ago, and they look good. <laughs> they look really good. Man, that's a weird thing to think about. Now that you mention it, it's like shit. Basically, Almost, around a yeah. year ago would have yeah. been. Like, I saw them in December at the at the the first time I was ever at the Sprint Center. Mm-hmm. I saw them uh, right before the Chiefs game. They played Denver in the snow, so that's the game I went to. So I think they were playing the Kansas City College team. Oh, UMKC. Oh, yeah. UMKC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, like realistically, it's already been almost a year since I went and saw him at the Garden yeah. playing against you know, Duke, which like, probably, it feels like a lifetime ago. Seriously, like it's, it's been, this it's has been the longest since. what I guess six seven months that I can remember. Like this Crazy. is ridiculous. It's been a year since I actually met you, Farzing. Uh, like the first. Time oh we- yeah, that's right. Yeah, we October. we met a few people yeah. Uh, yeah. at uh, Johnny's. Yeah. So that's, that's yep. actually the last time I've been to Johnny's. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's just crazy how fast like time has gone during all this. Like, and, and and you know, it's like, what do you do with your time? I mean, I've, I I have not been on an airplane at all, uh, other than the other than New Year's Day flying back from Vegas. So, uh, it's just you know, and I've had to cancel a few trips here and there. It's like, I mean, what do you even do at this point? You you just don't know. Like, you, you know, should you on if you have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are doing that, but you know, it's, hey, it's no middle not, seats. Well, see, here's what I've heard. I, I now this is with Southwest. Right. They instead of doing you know your A one through thirty, B thirty one through sixty, whatever, they just do ten at a time. That's and great. the first few seats are closed off. And I guess the logic to that is they don't want because there are always people who are just standing waiting to get through. And I guess you know when people are standing, you know there can be a cough that just gets out. Well, now mm-hmm. when you do a ten at a time, that thing should never. Uh, occur, but I don't know, man. Shouldn't, but still does because people are dumb and don't know how to get on airplanes efficiently. But that's a different. <laughs> that's, that is a yeah, that's a very good yeah. point. I've only traveled, I guess, realistically twice. I flew to Denver for a buddy's bachelor party, and we just went up into the mountains. So, like, the flight was the only non-social distancing bit. We were otherwise relatively responsible, as responsible as you get for bachelor parties. Let's be fair. Well, uh, it's it's and then sad, the other man. was flying to New York, which was I remember. 
I was so thrown off landing in New York the second time because they finished a bunch of renovations at LaGuardia. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, damn, you know, at least they got the renovations done ahead of schedule. This is great. And then I realized it's like, no, Zach, they didn't finish it ahead of schedule at all. They finished (laughs) it right on time. You've just been gone a long time. Yep. Ridiculous. (laughs) No, I haven't been I haven't been to court in seven months. Which, for those of you listening at home, he's a lawyer. He belongs yeah. in court. That's right. I don't think that's a good, point. Point. That's a good I point. No one has the Seven money months. to sue anyone right now, do they? No, they do. But oh, some well, because do, for we, sure. well, personal injury attorneys, they we front that. But yeah, seven months. Seven Jeez. months since I've been in a courtroom. <laughs> so, how long were you down? I mean, because I know for a while there, a lot of courts were just you know, literally shut down, like no case hearings whatsoever. How long was that down for you? I mean, we're still not going to courtrooms. Like, I still... Well, I mean, not in courtrooms, but you're at least still hearing cases. So, so, what, they're, so what they're doing is, for cases in litigation, they have uh, d- they've done Zoom. So we're doing Zoom hearings, which for a plan- So is the bailiff in charge of the mute button, or how does that work? The judges, I think, or somebody close to the judge. Uh, so they mute everybody, and then you have to unmute yourself. Um, and then you have to... Like, I've done the silly thing where... Um, I've got my jeans on, but I put on the the white oh, yeah. with the tie and the suit jacket. <laughs> and once yeah. you don't stand up, it looks like you're dressed for court. But exactly, it's you know it's weird. I mean, but it's great for it's great for plaintiffs um, lawyers because we don't bill for time. We're a contingency fee um, uh, law firm, so we we get paid at the end of the case. So. It doesn't matter how much time we spend. Like we're not billing anybody for the time. It's great to have a court hearing where it's like a minute and we're done. Like the travel to and from, especially if it's like an hour to Chicago and an hour back. And it's also an hour there. Mm-hmm. That's three hours of your day where it's just unproductive. Now for the other side where they actually bill, they don't like that so much because they're probably losing on at least three billable hours. And if you're billing at $300 an hour, you're getting close to a thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's, That's it's interesting great. to see that like both sides of that. It's just so crazy to me. And, and there are some business and Zach, I know you can attest to this. There are some businesses not even, you know, going back. I saw someone write something on Facebook that they're going back to work for the first time in a long time. I mean, going back to the office, I'm sure people are working from home, obviously, but it's like, I mean, I mean, there are some people where, you know, you're, you can't really do your job remotely. You actually have to physically be there, which, you know, that's another unfortunate thing. That's just, uh, that people are dealing with nowadays. Um, I mean, even, uh, all these, uh, you, you know, it's funny in Kansas and I'm sure other States are doing it as well. Kansas was voting whether or not schools should start on time with students in, in classes doing face-to-face, you know, learning and everything. Uh, and obviously it has to do with the pandemic and they're voting on zoom. It's like, you know, there's a, obviously like a reason- you're not even going to vote face to face. That seems like you've already made your decision. <laughs> well, it turned out to be a tie and, and, and the tiebreaker was, you know, it's automatically a no, but yeah. And that's the one thing I was going to get into. It's like this whole thing ridiculously got so political. It's like, you know, uh, a freaking mask of all things. It's like, you know, the left, you know, embraces the mask and everything. And, 
you know, the right, you know, is against it. And it somehow takes away your freedoms and your rights, which I, I, I went in to vote with a mask. My, my right to vote was not taken away. I thought it was going to, because I keep hearing people say it takes away your freedoms and your rights, but I was still able to vote somehow. I, 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 maybe someone can explain that to me, but you know, what's so crazy is, um, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, this whole thing with, you know, people politicizing it and, everyone's just gotten so ridiculous about it. Now it's like, okay, based on your political stance, whatever, you know, your favorite politician is saying, you're just going to go with them. Like you won't even have your own like stance on this. You won't even like listen to scientists. It's like, it's like now we're politicizing science. Like that's what we're doing in this country now. Yeah. The notion that like, you know, Oh, well, I mean, by nature, science is, you know, you respond to, you know, however the data changes, you know, you're always experimenting and you're making new observations. It doesn't always stay set in stone. And now they're viewing it as like, you know, hey, it's a conspiracy. You know, they just, you know, they're just making it up as they go. It's like, no, they're finding it out as they go. It's very different. I mean, still updating information. And so, yes, it's not going to be consistent. The first thing you ever heard is true. But yeah, I just, you know, ultimately for me, it's a, it seems like a pretty simple calculation where it's like, yes, is wearing a mask a pain in the ass? Sure. Is it my favorite thing? Absolutely not. But is it a major inconvenience compared to the possible inconvenience of, you know, realistically getting, you know, incredibly deathly ill myself or, you know, exposing plenty of others in my orbit to that? Yeah, I'll take the minor inconvenience of wearing the freaking mask. Like, this is not that hard. Well, but, yeah, I guess this thing. is still a conversation we're having in freaking October. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> it's like... You know, I think we all agree this is this this whole thing's awful. You know, it doesn't matter if you're blue or red oh, or sure. independent. But here's the thing: I, yeah, I no one's having fun in this shit. A except lot of, maybe Zoom. A lot of yeah, that, that that is true. A lot of people on the right Somebody else. are are accusing people on the left for you know it, it's like they love this whole thing. It's like no, no one loves this. People just want to uh, take this seriously and and you know safety first. I don't know a single person who is saying, man, I love masks. Masks are awesome. Uh, You know, I I mentioned this on Facebook and people get all upset when I said, hey, wear your masks. Uh, I remember somebody commented and tried to challenge me on my stance with masks. They go, how do you uh, prevent your glasses from fogging up? I'm like, look, I'm a grown ass adult. Okay. My glasses, my glasses do fog up. Okay. But it's not like it's shielding me from being able to see, you can still see, you know, like you said, Zach, it is a pain in the ass, but I mean, come on. It's not like it's like, let's be real. It's not like it's going to hurt you or anybody else. It's because unless you're a moron, you're not wearing a mask while you're driving. Yeah, like, you, you should have been doing if that. If your glasses fog up while you drive, that's a different problem. I'm a, I am walking I'm through a, the store. Who cares? I'm a total wear your mask guy, and I literally see those people every day wearing a mask by themselves in the car. Which I'm like, why? What are you doing? I mean, hey, you know, I guess way to be extra careful, but like that seems a bit silly to me. <laughs> well, it, it, no, it's it's gotten to the point where some people, I guess, they just got you know, it doesn't even occur occur to them anymore. It's like they will get in the in the car with their mask and I, it's happened to me once where oh yeah you know i, I put on my seatbelt i start driving i'm like oh shit this thing's still on my face like, like you that's know, right i can take this that's off. what she said by the way <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah i'm so used to like taking it off and just throwing on my uh visor yeah like, that's that's what i do and the only time i've forgotten to wear it is when i've put a suit on to go into work which we started back this week which i'm very disappointed about and i had no role in because I liked wearing golf shirts and jeans and sneakers to the yeah. office. 
but not my choice. So about to go in on Monday, no mask. I walk in. I'm like, oh, shit, missing something. Yeah, yes. I've done that too. Just walking the mask doesn't always go this, with the suit. Like, that's yeah. for sure. I'm like, no, yeah. So it's, Maggie, it's I've only done it once, so I can't really speak to it. But. It's such a weird thing. Like, it's such a, like you said, man, it's such a minor inconvenience. Like, no, if we had a choice, would we be wearing it? No. But versus what it's doing and what could happen, like, why, why is it, why has it become so political? It's insane. Well, there are all, there are some people like I mean, look at what's going on in the White House right now. Like of all places, yeah. the White House um, on I, fire. Talk I, about an October surprise. <laughs> I mean, there are people. Still, I mean, is like, it really a surprise though? No, like, not, no, but, no. But, but if you're believing in karma, October was the time for this to happen. Well, here's here's what is a surprise: is there are still people, you know, fighting the good fight, still politicizing this whole mask thing. It's like. You know, masks don't do anything. It's like, okay, how how do you know that at this point? Um, they don't. It, it, it's and Pe- just look at Pence. Look at Pence. He refu- He's refusing the plexiglass for tomorrow for the debate. Oh, I heard he you're not allowed to. That's responsible. He refused it, and they're allowing him to refuse it. Oh well, of so course. Kamala yeah. Harris is going to have Kamala Harris is going to have the plexiglass, and Pence, who the, is the head of the coronavirus task force. Is saying, oh yeah, that guy who was also at the super spreader event. Did you guys listen? And somehow to, didn't get it. Did you guys yeah. listen to Kaylee McEnany's? Well, for now, uh, hopefully he doesn't get it. Yeah, Kaylee, hopefully. I don't know how you say her name. McEnany, McCainy, something like that. McCanny, the yeah. press secretary. The press secretary. Yeah. She did an interview on Trish Reagan's show uh, from Fox News in the end of February. She goes, you know, President Trump is doing great. Uh, he may he puts Americans first. We will not see diseases like the coronavirus come here, and she got it. It's like, and, and look, I'll I say mean, tweets that did not age well, or in this case, you know, just Stephen, statements. Stephen Miller just got it today. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did see that. See, I'm not one of those people. Like, I don't think it's funny that Trump got it or that all these people got it. But if there's one person that I am kind of, you know, I say the karma, irony is it lost on me. Do I think it's totally funny? Like, honestly, the best take I've heard on. You know, the fact that Trump has the coronavirus came from Michael Che on Saturday Night Live, where yes. he's like, you know, you know, people keep telling me, like, yeah, Trump getting the coronavirus isn't funny. And to which I say, no, it, it is. Like, realistically, if you were to look at a joke, just mathematically, leave all the morality and stuff out of it. You know, mathematically, it's pretty much on the nose. The only thing that would keep it from being funny is the fact that it's a little too on the nose. Be the equivalent to making fun of somebody, you know, for wearing a belt, standing up and having your pants fall down. Like, you know. <laughs> so two things. The best take I've heard on it. Saturday Night Live, by the way, Jim Carrey nailed Biden. Absolutely. I think he did. And for him to go out and, and say. And I loved the pause button. If you, if you can take karma and the virus and somehow mesh the two and send a message. That was, that was pretty powerful. Oh, it was. Funny, but powerful. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. It's it's such a minor inconvenience. So I I looked because the last huge pandemic we had was 1920 or I'm sorry 1918, and it was the the Spanish flu, and they had they did have like these rallies like anti they called them the anti maskers, and they they had their rallies like people did not want to wear masks. Hundred years later, and we're still doing the same shit, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. 
Well, here's what's funny is again, it's not all fun the, to wear them. We can agree on this, but like, there, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you guys have been following the coverage of the whole White House outbreak, but um, there are some conspiracy theories from the right uh, or people who who support the right saying, oh, man, isn't it so suspicious that, you know, it's only <laughs> happening to the right? It's like, no, because the left <laughs> is wearing a mask and people on the right are actually holding rallies. Like, well, yeah, like, it, it, I guess I guess that wasn't a rally. It was the nomination of the um, Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember her name, but it's like, that's what that was. Um but, but even before then, like, look what happened. I remember watching the debate and Trump was saying, oh, we haven't had any issues yet. And every single person on Twitter, even people from the right, were saying, what about Herman Cain? It's like, <sighs> kind of forgot about that one. The timing was a little coincidental where Herman Cain got the virus like two weeks after he was at the rally. Yeah, you know, just kind of right within the same general incubation yeah. period as the doctors but, say, like, yeah. Like science might be, I don't know, right? But here's what's here's what's interesting to me. So Biden didn't bring up Herman Cain, and I agree with that. Which was a classy move. It was. Imagine if the rules were reversed. Do you think Trump would have brought up? Oh, one hundred percent. It's it's yeah. hypocritical. It's totally hypocritical. So that so yeah, again back to the SNL thing. You know, Colin Jost hit it right on the head where he's like, let's be honest. If the roles were reversed, you can't tell me that Trump wouldn't be doing an impression of Biden on a ventilator just to get some laughs at a rally. Have you guys ever like, watched a yeah. UFC press conference? Yeah, so recently. Well, I guess yeah, the one where <laughs> Yeah, no, there I only watch the ones that escalate, but yes. So that's exactly what that debate reminded me of. It's like Take the most chaotic press conference, and there have been a few of those over the years in UFC history, uh, which sometimes they're more exciting than the fights, i got to be honest. but um, And I know there are some people who don't like that at all, and they just want to watch the fights for the martial arts and everything, and I get that. But, I mean, come on, it is a form of entertainment there with the press conferences. That's part of the reason why Absolutely. they do them. And I'm watching that debate. I'm like, this is a UFC press conference I'm watching. Like, there is no difference between this debate and a UFC press conference. None whatsoever. So the night, the night of the debate, right before the debate last week, I was having a drink at a little Italian restaurant right by my house. And I met a lobbyist, of all people. Never met this guy before. And we were talk- we spent like two hours talking about politics. And he was telling me how he's like, look, I've been to Vegas. I've hung out with these guys. Republicans, Democrats were in the same room. We're, we're, we're at a microbrewery looking at the chemical composition of beer uh, as a... Of all things. Yeah, just to like hang out. And they're all friends. And then he's like, and then after that, they're on TV like, this guy fucking sucks. This guy fucking sucks. I'm like, it sounds like the WWF. He's like, it is. It's the WWF. That's what it is. And that's what the UFC is. Like, and that's what the debate is. Like, the difference and is that's running our country. Hooray. The different, but the difference is <laughs> the difference is Trump isn't part of that 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 fraternity. You know, fraternity. Like he's I still don't believe Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or Ted Cruz actually likes Trump. Ted Cruz. Yeah, he sucks. They're, but they're using him. And I know Ted Cruz got into it with Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban destroyed him again. But it, the, the, Trump is so outside of that 
Like they're using him as a vessel to get stuff done. I understand that, but they're going to ruin that party. I mean, that party is going to be damaged for years. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with any of what you just said there. Well, I think what's so, I mean, I know we're kind of going off topic with the with politics and all, but with this whole pandemic, it's like, you know, the Big Ten, uh, you know, didn't start on time. And you, you look at how many teams, I know the Chiefs are allowing fans. I know the Cowboys are allowing fans. How many other teams are allowing fans in stadiums right now? Ironically, so one of the teams that has historically had the absolute worst fan attendance <laughs> has some of the best now because Jacksonville uh, – <laughs> does and they've actually managed to do pretty well with it Tampa Bay did too I think I saw them yeah I think so at least this week I mean let's be honest I think pretty much the entire state of Florida could really give a shit when it comes to some well, of this so like I'm well, not shocked yeah. to hear this yeah uh I don't know if Miami does or not but yeah I know for they, a fact that Jacksonville and Tampa Bay did last week they opened the entire state up it's open yep. the whole thing's open so no, we should do within less than a year of a pandemic starting. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this is one thing that just kind of got a vaccine. You know, I'm all for opening up. Game on. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no set timeline on it. But, Look, uh, man. Yeah, I know there are people. Do you guys listen to John Taffer's podcast? The Bar Rescue dude. Yeah, yeah, him. I didn't know he had a podcast. I didn't. Oh, I will he, find he, it. He, let's be honest. Yeah, with yeah for sure. Oh, no, he's he, he has some great stuff. Oh no, he's awesome. He really is. Uh, I was listening to his podcast, and look, I get it. He obviously is in the bar business. He, you know, he supports bars and restaurants. There would be a lot of bars to rescue by the time this is over. <laughs> yeah, I was making this. <laughs> I was making this joke with with my family. You know, it's like every episode of Bar Rescue next year. The beginning is going to be, you know, so and so bar in Kansas City is still recovering from COVID nineteen pandemic. It's like he's going to, yeah. There will be a lot of rescues next year for sure. But and he's going to come out and be like, "Wear your fucking mask." <laughs> um, but no, but good news. This is the one bar on the block that actually isn't dead yet. Let's go rescue it. <laughs> I get, I get, John Taffer. Like this is a guy who is in the bar business, so he's always going to support bars in any opportunity. He can encourage, you know, bars and restaurants to be open. Fine. I, my point is, uh, in one of his podcasts, he said, you know, as soon as this vaccine comes out, people are going to start going out to restaurants. And look, I've got to be honest, man. I'm one of those people like I'll let, you know, other people take, you know, get this vaccine first. I'm going to wait in the backseat and see how this goes first. Because, yeah. I, and look, I mean, I'm the same thing with medicine. We used to have a family friend. Uh, she was she's an or was a nurse and she was telling me you know nothing's wrong with medication i'm like I'm, i i i i uh i had a surgery on my knee for an acl tear and a meniscus tear same mm. time and they gave me oxycodone man i stopped taking that i, I just couldn't and you know thankfully my pain tolerance was a lot better than I thought it was uh, at the time uh, and, and still is. But it's like, man, th these kinds of things, I, I'm just going to wait until everyone else. My point is, you know, it's like I, I'm, I love going out to bars and restaurants. I love going to sporting events. Uh, I'm not a concert guy, but I know a lot of people love going to concerts. Um, like I said earlier, I don't know anyone that's thrilled that we have to wear masks and social distance and, you know, not be able to do the things that we love to do on a Friday or Saturday night. Uh, but unfortunately, that's something you know we just have to adjust to. And I think now the conversation is it's it's been going on for a while now. When can we return to to normal? And 
It might not even be until 2022, which is even crazy to think. We're not even at 2021 yet. You might not see that. And I'm not being crazy about this, I don't think. You might not see that for years. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- here's the thing. Y- you mentioned that, but it's like, if you... I'm one of those people like I always do like I'll clear up my throat even if I'm not talking to anyone like if I'm at a grocery store or whatever now it's like I have to catch myself to make sure I don't do that it's like because now even the smallest cough or if you're sneezing wherever you go I mean it's just not going to be the same my dad was telling me a story last week Uh, he was in line I can't remember where at a gas station or at a grocery store somewhere Uh, there was a woman coughing excessively and naturally everyone's looking at everyone had a mask on but you know she's kind of laughing about the whole thing and it's like she she looks at people and goes i don't have it but everyone's like don't stand six feet from me stand right. you know 20 feet away yeah. it's like th- now, those this, kinds of uh, things are not this the fall same. allergy season will be pretty damn entertaining i'm not gonna lie about that just because like it's gonna be like the salem freaking witch trials minus the you know hopefully minus the hangings <laughs> let's be fair um but no, nah, I mean it's it's a real thing. Like I've I'd never once in my life prior to this stuff ever felt the need to apologize for a sneeze before. But I did on the flight back home from New York the very first time. Uh, you know, obviously it's like you know, I booked the flight like three hours in advance, and I was like the fortieth person on the plane. So like this was right as everything was shutting down. And the lady behind me had brought her own, like, spray your own Lysol, you know, stuff to you know, <laughs> disinfect her little area because she's not going to get the virus, which, like, don't get me wrong. I respect it. Do what you want. You know, got to be safe. I get it. But what she ended up doing is she took the seat directly behind mine and sprays all over everything. Oh. And it goes up my nose, as you might guess. And I literally turned to her, looked her dead in That's the eyes. Fun. It's like, OK, I can tell you're very cautious about this. I am about to sneeze and it's not because I'm freaking sick. It's because you just blew that Lysol shit straight up my nose. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But that's the first and only time I've ever felt the need to apologize. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. By the way, did, have you guys seen the new Borat trailer? Yes. Uh, I'm here for it. The, nice. it's about the part, the nice. part where uh, he's using like pots and pans to like hit the virus, <laughs> and then the the guy is uh, spraying it with his uh, with the Lysol. He goes, "No, if you see the virus, you know you do this." <laughs> and I, you you were telling that story it just reminded me of that for some reason. Totally, <laughs> I'm excited for that movie. By the way, like the fact that he found a way to pull this off, and I know he's not going to be the Borat character the entire time. He is going to you know change out out of it. I guess. Not sure how that's gonna pan out, but that whole thing looks hilarious. I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know what the price is, but I'm willing to pay you know fifty bucks for that movie. Now say so they'll that that would get my money. Is there a price? I think they it's, can kick rocks on the on Amazon, Amazon for thirty bucks, but yeah. Oh, do you just have to have Amazon Prime? Like that's the so. price. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. It's Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well played I, I, Amazon. You and it comes dollars. right before the election, I think. Yeah, the 23rd. I thought it was going to be like uh, Mulan. Uh, I sure did not get my money. I'm pretty sure they said Pence is part of it. So Yes, he is. He he has like a Trump blow-up doll. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> by the way, there is a Twitter account for uh, this whole thing. It's called Republic of Kazakhstan. Oh, yeah, I did see that. He was I- tweeting during the debate and somebody reported one of his tweets about he he reported. Oh, 
Guys, talk. All right, let me find this. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, really I'm great. a huge, I'm a huge fan of Borat. I was actually great. watching. Totally, I, I'm watching like the old Ali G clips just to you oh, know kind of get ready I, for it. Back in the day, that's what I, that's uh, how I knew him. I, Honestly, I remember, man, like, I feel so bad for so many of these comics though because like. It's got to be hard to satirize 2020 just because, like, I mean, shoot, I was watching the South Park pandemic special last week, which, like, highly recommend, by the way, separate discussion. But, like, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, okay, wait a minute, like, yeah, one of the hallmarks of South Park was that it was, like, always completely absurd and off the wall and, like, you're way over the top. And, like, they kind of can't do that anymore because 2020 is just drunk off its ass. I, I, so like, I found... you know, it's impossible to satirize. I found the tweet they apparently made them delete because it's not available anymore ah. during the debate. Do you mind if I... Really yeah, sure, go ahead. Do. I'll do the voice if I can do it. Biden wrong. The face mask not defective against COVID-19. Only proven facial protection is urine therapy administered on Premier Trump by two young Uzbek female doctors in 2013. Therapy so effective... He declared it as business expense. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I remember um, even just like the, the weirdest like jokes that aren't even like that funny. He just makes them funny. I remember he was uh, with a group once and uh, Borat, that is the character. And he's trying to guess uh, everyone's age. And there was a woman and, and you know, the rule, you know, you don't, you try to, you know, be as accurate as you can with a woman's age. Or maybe just don't even guess at all. And there's he goes, one rule, and it's guess whatever that you're gonna guess, and then take five off to cover your ass. Uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, "You look uh, 58 years old," and the woman goes, "Oh, I'm I'm 53." And Borat goes, "Oh, you look more old." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> here's the funniest. Um, he goes to. Have you ever seen him go to like this Oklahoma City Council? Yes. Okay, Zach, you. I'm, I have not judging by I, that I, reaction. No, you haven't. Go to go to YouTube. It's in two different cli- YouTube clips. Uh, just I Borat, Oklahoma City, and he is talking in front of I don't know who is he talking to. Just a bunch of like senators or what? Um, but he's talking for like twenty minutes nonstop. And at one point, he does laugh. Like he kind of had to break character because even you know he 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 just realizes like oh man, this is going on for way too long. And at one point he goes, um, uh, I, I read Thomas uh, Jefferson Declaration of Independence. I read this first time. I almost cry. It's like <laughs> the things I'm, he I'm getting a little upset because I'm a little jealous of your boy. I thought I was really good, but you're, you're doing pretty well. Oh, very nice. <laughs> His, very nice. The, the, accent, the accent on the newer Borat is a lot different. It's, it's more French. So what's funny is, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but like, two or three months it was back in july i think he infiltrated a like white supremacist party uh way down south and he was dressed up in the the whole thing and he was singing and part of the song was obama what you gonna do inject him with the wuhan flu oh yes and then he was doing that about everybody he's like Tony Fauci, what you gonna do? That's go- that's gonna be part of the movie. Or or and then he goes or chop him up like the Saudis do. Like and then at some point they realize that he's fucking with them. He had an ambulance 
<laughs> out there for him to jump into and take him away so he can get out of there. Oh my god. Uh somebody filmed him in Los Angeles just, you know, driving on a street. They the person filming this actually caught him and you can actually see the vehicle in front of him. It, it's a it's a truck and there are two cameramen obviously filming the the movie. Um and in the trailer, in the beginning of the trailer, he, he actually has fans coming up to him. It's like, and he knew that was going to be part of the film. So, because he was going to get recognized. There's just no way, oh, you know, people sure. are not I mean, going to know. So it is funny how, down. it's funny how some, yeah, that is true. It's funny how he incorporated that whole thing into the film. I'm excited to see. I hope it's at least two hours long, man. Cause Me too. Oh, man. I did mean, you, just, did you see him come back uh, for the 2018 midterms uh, on Jimmy Kimmel? I don't think so. Oh, you need to. Uh, so he brought back the Borat character twice on Jimmy Kimmel. Once was to promote uh, one of his films, which I don't think did very well. And then another was to, he actually did a, an actual bit where he was, um, uh, he was, um, he, he was just making, he, he was just doing it on the 2018 midterm election. Um, so you need to check that out if you haven't. Uh, this was back yeah. in like, you know, uh, kids uh, from Mexico were being locked up in cages, and he actually interviewed someone that thought that was a great thing. So uh, that kind of thing. I remember um, a, a long, long time ago on the Ali G show, he interviewed uh, a Republican. I don't remember his name, and I think he was running for either senator or governor. I can't remember. Um, but he actually goes out in campaigns with him. They go door to door, knocking on people's door or stopping whoever they can, uh, you know, in the streets. And uh, at one point, uh, they're talking to a lady and he goes, uh, he is a powerful like a Stalin. Uh, if you vote for him, you will have a happy days. If you do not vote for him, <laughs> you will be sorry. <laughs> and this woman, this woman's like refusing to, you know, say who she'll vote for. Because, you know, a lot of people don't want to say uh, if they're going to vote for the person, especially in front of the politician who's campaigning. And Borat goes... Uh, you must swear on the eyes of your child that you will vote for my friend. <laughs> and at one point, <laughs> he compared him to Stalin. He actually made a uh, a very, you know, pretty negative comment about Jewish people. I guess Borat, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen baited him into saying that. But uh, when that came out, he destroyed that man's political career. Like, he actually had to quit politics. And he got back into Apparently it. Like, happening again. He, he got back into it five years later. And... He has he was in a he was on a debate stage for his hometown and in the comments section everyone is making references from the Ali G show making fun of the guy because it's like no one's forgotten about this guy it, it, the fact that he's pull, he pulled off a second movie is insane apparently that one of the things that they've been talking about is that it's going to happen again like somebody's career might be in jeopardy well the- did you did you see who is America yes. Oh my God, that was He great. destroyed some careers there. <laughs> yes, he Zach, did. have you seen that? <laughs> I have not, but clearly wow. I have some catching up to do. My oh yes. my God. He it had is... like three or four different characters. It was like his... two years ago, I want to say, right? His interview, yeah, two years ago. His interview with Bernie Sanders was probably the <laughs> best interview uh, that he did on that show. Um, uh, it is funny, like the, some of the people he interviewed back then, like he interviewed Newt Gingrich on the Ali G show which no one knew who the hell he was back then. And he tried to run for president a few years ago, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. He's, he's making a comeback. Um, there, there, there's no way in hell he's going to do a third movie. So you, everyone needs to enjoy this while it lasts. Cause 
this is ha- this has to be like the last hurrah for Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, top character. I mean, frankly, Maybe I never thought they'd make a second one, and here we are. So I don't know. Yeah. Never say never, Fars. Yeah. You guys have been uh, following the Chiefs, I assume. Oh yeah, you know there there is some football <laughs> being played. Thank God. Did they play yesterday? <laughs> yeah, Monday night. Uh, well, we played about a half. Yeah, about a half. Oh man, that first half. <laughs> People, I was were actually... People were freaking out. Yeah, I look, I mean, it's hard to to keep calm with this football team for whatever reason. Look, they've won 13 straight in a row. They're like that's that's a franchise record right there. In fact, they're now you know uh, adding on to the franchise record, but. The thing about this football team, you got to keep in I mind. I guess we're it, also the first franchise in NFL history to go 4-0 four years in a row they were yeah. talking about yesterday. That's kind of neat. The thing about this team is they and don't the only, play. Only, sorry, for only team to win back-to-back Monday Night Football games, too. Oh, that's right. I never thought When's of that. When's the last time someone played back-to-back Monday Night Football games? I don't think so. Does that even happen? <laughs> Probably not. Um, not. But the thing is, it's just this team – Look at the 13 games they've won in a row. Have they played four good quarters of football in those 13 games? No. Even the Super Bowl, they 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 didn't play that great and they, you know, they've won 13 in a row including all their playoff games. So, uh I don't know what it is, man. This team uh doesn't play its best football and they play really good. Everyone thinks they're the best team in the NFL, so uh, that's the crazy part about this team. And, and look, thank God you have, you know, the best quarterback, the best receiver, the best tight end, uh, the best right tackle, maybe even the best left tackle. Uh, you, got, you, you you just have so many weapons everywhere across the offense and some great playmakers on defense, too. Um, and, you know, you're 4-0, you're reigning champions. A lot of people are wondering, you know, the Ravens and the Patriots – uh, probably the two best teams in the AFC. I know you still have the Bills to play, but if you can beat the Bills – you might have a chance to go all the way. Yeah, I mean, I think that the AFC's ours to lose at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Bills are a damn good team, and Josh Allen is not the Josh Allen we've seen in the past. Don't get me wrong. He's also not Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. So, like, you know, there's still room for him to improve. But, man, I don't think that there's a better offseason addition that was made across the honestly across the nfl than the bills edition of stefan diggs he has totally changed oh, the way yeah. their offense works that's a huge and, loss uh, for the vikings yeah well that's the other part is you know you look at what his absence has done for kirk cousins and the vikings offense compared to what his presence has done for the bills and like man it is night and day difference um you know all of a sudden josh allen's looking like you know a poor man's mahomes uh and you know, I say that kind of lightly, but kind of not, because he definitely can sling it. Um, and Stefan Diggs can sure go up and get it wherever he needs to. So it's they they make me a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Do I think that you know we're still gonna ultimately walk away with the top seed in the AFC? I do, but I don't know. I think that that's gonna be a tough one. And honestly, like much as it pains me to say, I feel like you know, the Raiders are gonna come to play. Yeah, but, like you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a believer in Derek Carr, but like. I don't know. I didn't think he, the he Chargers would take us to the wire right either, now. and they did. Well, it's a trap game, right? No, he doesn't get to have it. But Darren Waller can have it, and a lot of their defensive players can have it, and that's enough. Oh, also that, that running back. He does not suck. <laughs> no, he's good. It's a trap game for us because it's easy to look to the next game, which is the bigger game for us. Because if we get through the Raiders and the Bills, what's left at that point? Like, what are we worried about? to get to that number one seed because I'm not, 
everybody's talking about going undefeated. Like, I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. Like, Super Bowls. Who cares if you're undefeated? Yes. Just get the number one seed, get that bye week, which might be like three bye weeks by the time we're done with COVID. Um, get that bye week and beat the teams you have to beat. But these are, this is our toughest part of our schedule, in my opinion. Um, you know, with the Chiefs, the way they've been playing, the OGs out there, you guys are really young. The OGs out there will get this. Vanessa Williams, you saved the best for last. And that's what we do. Like, we, we get out there. We play like shit sometimes, like our first halves, like are kind of like it. Like last, last night, this is what really cracks me up about the way the Chiefs are now. And so my wife, you guys know her on Twitter as Lauren RN or whatever her handle is. She's huge Chiefs fan since like 2016, since we went to the first game together. And we're watching the game yesterday. And, you know, close game is 6-3 and she is going crazy. She's like, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. And I'm like, I go, I'm, I'm only, which two years ago, I would have been throwing my phone at Alex Smith, his quarterback. I'd be throwing my phone and be like, we're going to lose. This sucks. I'm sitting there. I'm like, we're fine. It's going to be fine. Like I was not, I, there was no part of me that was worried about losing that game yesterday. Not even when they got within three again, like I was not, I wasn't concerned about it. I knew we were going to win that game. Yeah, there's this Mahomes kid. I guess he's pretty good, and it's been yeah. you know. And it, and, I know I said he, this multiple times on the old podcast, but like, truly, when you have a quarterback like him, you're never out of a game. Nope. Same way the Packers have you know never been out of a game with Aaron Rodgers out there, and you know up until pretty recently, I feel like the Saints could say the same with Drew Brees. The Pats used to be able to say it for Brady. I mean, the list goes on. I know I left some out, not material at this point because it's the very first time we've ever had it in Kansas City. Much as I loved Trent Green, we've never had that guy. Or I guess maybe Len Dawson was that guy. But like, let's be honest, my parents were probably too young to remember that. So like, not exactly the most you know relevant of uh, you know references there. So it's kind of nice to finally have that in Casey and have him locked up for you know what is it twelve years now to come? Yeah, tweeted, twelve yeah, years. I tweeted, I tweeted out a week ago after we beat the Ravens, and I said before I saw the other pundits like saying it, like I was like, this dude is Michael Jordan. He's Michael Jordan. He and, he might be. and he said, he basically said in his tweet that he didn't play well, but Hey, defense, like, and he didn't play well. And he still threw two touchdowns. Well, <laughs> that's what we keep saying. We keep saying, you know, this team isn't playing well. They haven't played their best football. And I don't mean to, you know, repeat what I just said, but that's the scary part about this football team is they're not playing their best football. And I don't know if that's like an Andy Reid thing where he does maybe hold back because he does tend to do that. And he is going to unleash when he needs to. And, you know, I think he's not wanting to put so much on film for the Bills because that Why is a, a, a really big game. Yeah, that, 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 that's a great point. I think the problem is, though, that's where – in you know, that was my criticism of Reed last year where he maybe gets a little too complacent, and that's when teams are able to make a comeback. But he, he's he been able to learn from his mistakes. He, he definitely – during this winning streak right now, you can tell he is a much different coach than the last time he's lost a football game. I'd say he's a better coach right now uh, in the last two years than he was in the previous – however many years he was coach. I think part of it's experience and part of it That's is what I'm hey, saying. generational talent's kind of nice. But but <laughs> what, what I'm saying is he's he's learned so much from being in like back-to-back AFC championship games. He's been in a Super Bowl. He's been down 
in all three playoff games last season. Like that type of experience to learn that even as like a trial attorney, like you don't know shit when you're a trial attorney until you're actually in a trial and like have that experience. I think that, that puts him in a position where he can be like, look, we're playing the Patriots, but we're not really playing the Patriots. We're playing a Patriots team with Hoyer and Brian Hoyer. Yeah. And no Sony Michelle. I, you know, I, I, why would you show your hand to any other team at that point? Yeah. And I guess that's why maybe it felt so frustrating watching that game. Cause it's like, man, this is Brian Hoyer. We're playing right now and we're not really, I know Jared Statham came in, but you know, you, you're not really doing a whole lot, but uh, you know, neither here nor there. They, they really? found a way to get it done, which really that's all that matters at the end of the day. It sure is though. I was very frustrated by the fact that, I mean, shoot, you know, we had numbers in the run game on a lot of different occasions and they were able to blow it up. Like the offensive line's got to get that figured out because, uh, yeah, if the if they're able to stop our running attack with Clyde Edwards-Alaire with, what is it, like five guys in the box or something, and they are able to drop the rest back, that's a problem, and that's a blueprint that can be followed if we're not careful. And uh, realistically, that's something that makes me nervous about the Bills because good luck finding a better defensive front in all of football at the moment. Hold on one second. Can you guys see this right now? Yes. Next question, Doug Kine, followed by Dan Roach. Was it clear on the field that that's what Tony Corrente called, that it was forward progress? Because at least from what we could hear, there was never an announcement made on that play. Yeah, well, ask Tony what he called. I don't know. But it, it was clear to you before the Chiefs came out to punt that it was a forward progress call and not that it was down on the sack? I just answered this question. I feel like I'm, ans- I'm asking a different question. No, you're not. I'm giving you the same answer. <laughs> okay. And that report is like, same okay, question, all right. Different I, words. <laughs> you know, here's, I was just having this conversation with someone on Twitter. It's like, hey, listen, I've been to press conferences. Okay. I, I've been to, I've been, to, I've been to several. If I ever had to cover like Bill Belichick, I could not hold a straight face. I would just burst out loud laughing. It's like, I don't know how all those people don't do it. I remember last off season. um, I can't remember where it was, but Belichick was talking to the Boston media and it was more like, you know, they're kind of like around him. So you can see depending, you know, which camera you're watching, you can see like other reporters in the background. And I remember what, I think it was Mike Reese of ESPN. I could be wrong, but there was one reporter asking this like long elaborate question and he's like he's so enthusiastic about this question and he's uh he he goes uh i don't remember what the question was but he's he's expecting a long elaborate answer from belichick and he just gives like a two-word answer it's like i've always wondered what it's like to just cover belichick i could watch that clip all day like that is so i I woke up this morning to that I, i watched it 15 times and I laughed every time. It's hilarious. And funny. When you look at him, he looks like he's in a jet, like about to like bomb like an area. Like his okay, like a double. Like it's such a weird like mask he's wearing. Like what's he you doing? know, you know what? Number one, that that's honestly funnier because of the double mask. Yes, but it is. is it, you can hear him through. <laughs> but the second thing is, it's like I don't know how the hell the Patriots are doing their Zoom. I don't know what. I don't know if that was Zoom or what, but. He's like, 
you can see like this pexy glass. You can see kind of like his reflection or something. I don't know if that's a green screen or or what is that? Is that his reflection? Uh, the Patriots have I already a really, answered that question. <laughs> the Patriots have a really <laughs> horrible setup. Whereas the Chiefs, they just make it look like they've done this for years. I mean, I'm sure every team has you know had their struggles with this as they go on. Like if you listen to the Chiefs uh, pressers on Zoom. You'll hear a reporter, you know, they're talking while they're still on mute. It's like, that happens. Um, but this whole thing with the Patriots, I mean, that looks very, very rudimentary. <laughs> I don't know what to what to call that. I don't know, but I'm still always going to, you know, find it funny whenever Belichick's doing pressers. Because, like, say what you want about the guy. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I think his cheating and, you know, other scandals <laughs> certainly would mar his legacy just a touch. But, God. He is fantastic with the media. I just find it hilarious because, like, let's be honest. I mean, far as you've lived in the world, obviously, a lot more than I have. But, you know, how often are you not sitting there in some of those pressers and you hear some of the questions people ask? You're like, what the hell? Yeah, what they're are you thinking. Like, well, what, do you, that? Like, what do you? What do you? What do you ask? What do you ask Belichick? Like, even the good questions out there, he doesn't, you know, open up about. Which look, I get. That's you know, fair. He, he's a secretive guy, but it's like. You know, with him, it's like he makes every question sound like a dumb question. Do, do you guys get the feeling at this point that the media is also like the media in Boston is also fucking with them? Because they know they're going like to probably <laughs> like, yeah, why not? Like, come on. <laughs> why would you ask that follow up question? You knew you were going to get that answer. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe you it's really first, he's hey, give you more. <laughs> there are probably people, you know, it's their first day on the job. You never know sometimes, but. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's like, it is kind of interesting. You know, I've, I don't know any media people in Boston, uh, Damon Amendola, who goes by DA, he used to work for 610 in KC. And I know he, uh, he was in Boston for a bit. He was the very first guest on my chief's podcast. Um, that was years ago, 2007. Any relation to the other Amendola that's out there in Boston? Oh, no, I don't think, I think it's Amendola now that I say that, but, um, neither here nor there. I've always wanted to talk to somebody about what it's like to be in a uh, in a Belichick press conference because when Charlie Weiss was in Kansas and obviously he knows Belichick better than anybody, uh, Bella uh, Weiss made a comment. Weiss is so weird, man. He will do forty five minute press conference, or at least he did at KU. It's like this guy loves talking to the media, and it makes sense. He's he has his own radio show now on Sirius XM's NFL channel, but uh, it, it's geez, like really. Uh, what's that? I said, ah, geez, really? Yeah, he like, he he loves to brag I'm about when he's right intrigued, too. But oh, I'm shocked. Well, you know what's funny about series, and I'll get back to Charlie Weiss in a second. That that NFL channel, they have so many former Chiefs. They have Charlie Weiss, they have Todd Haley, they have Brady Quinn, they have Matt Castle. Um, I know I'm forgetting someone else. Um, well, they have like, the shittiest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Uh, I say, they're I'm, all from the years we really like to not think about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brady Quinn's actually a really good yeah, analyst. Tell me I at least they have the Debo show, right? Say that again. Like, I mean, I feel like at this rate, they better have the Debo show, right? Like, you know, just have that show with Dwayne <laughs> Bow hosting it that's guaranteed to go off the rails. I don't I'd think I'm kind of here for show. it, actually. Um, I think it'd be kind of funny. But Charlie but Weiss, then again, yeah. Charlie Weiss made Go a ahead. comment saying that Belichick does have a sense of humor. He just doesn't like to show it to people he doesn't know. Which I look, I have no reason to not believe that. But I, you know, if I could interview five people in the world, 
Belichick would be one of them. And I don't even give a shit about, you know, asking football questions. I don't even want to talk football. I want to, I want to know what's his favorite movie. Okay. I want to know, like, you know, what are the top five songs on his iPhone? I mean, actually, he probably doesn't use an iPhone. He's probably still used like one of those Sony Walkmans or whatever. iPod like, Shuffle. Uh, yeah, iPod <laughs> Shuffle or Zune. Um, my, my, favorite, my favorite movie is None of Your Business. <laughs> oh, your who business. directed that? <laughs> I, I, just, I already I wanna, answered that question. Man. I want to get to Bad. know, like, what it like, how does he like his burger to be cooked? Like, I want to know those That's kinds it. of things. I'd have a beer with the guy for sure. I would hope it's medium rare, or at least medium. I'd be disappointed. I, I, actually, I, I prefer it raw. <laughs> I really just want to like talk to the guy, nothing sports related. I just want to like, there has to be someone that's going to do an interview with him one day that will ask those kinds of questions. I mean, it is kind of funny yeah, how when he, he's on a beach somewhere. It's funny how he just gives those answers and it's like, there has to be somebody in Boston, like a Patriots fan out there, that will watch every single press conference religiously just for the sole purpose to create like um like uh, uh like a montage of all the great responses to to reporters. There ha- it has there someone has to I hope someone's doing oh, that. I'm every sure it's year. already out there somewhere. I mean, yeah, there are some, but I guess they're like from years past. I- I'm saying one that we you know it gets updated once a year at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, just the Belichick the, you know, highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he just has no emotion. Like, I mean, do you guys watch the football life with him? It was like a two-part thing. I've was, not seen that. Yeah, no difference. Like, he likes to fish. I think he fished with Jimmy Johnson. Um, like, he just – he doesn't have emotion. It's a weird thing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it makes for I mean, a heck of a successful it. football coach, I suppose. I just, I just can't imagine like you know someone in his family like hugging him and telling him that you know he they 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 love him. It's like how does he respond to that kind of like, kind of thing? All right, that's enough. Yes, that's, that's enough. I, I shall respond positively because I feel like that's what you want. We we just hugged. We 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 just hugged last like, like year. <laughs> that 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 is enough physical contact for today. Thank you. Well, I remember when Peyton Manning was with the Broncos. The uh, the Patriots had a huge come from behind win. And he actually cracked a smile, you know, in the in the post game press conference. And that was like a huge deal. That was like the 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 storyline after the game. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't guys, it be? He smiled, guys. He smiled. <laughs> Front page of USA Today. Belichick smiled. Um, Don't know what he said, but he smiled when he said it. I was there. <laughs> he's he's a character, man. Like he truly is. I, listen, I know everyone hates him. I do too. But there will come a day when we are really gonna miss like his post game shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't hate, hate him. I don't hate him either. I don't. Not a fan of Brady. Let's be honest here. Yeah, I, I here. I will. I might have already said it on the podcast. We got like we were doing before. I think the credit for those Super Bowls should be seventy five percent Belichick and twenty five percent Brady. I, mean, I do agree. I mean, look, it, it, it was small sample size before. I mean, let's see how this season goes. But he won 11 games with Matt Castle. And, you know, the whole playoff right. thing, that's that's bad luck. He went 3-1 and one with Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, small sample size, but he's he's been able to do it without Brady before. And he's going to do it again, I think. Yeah. And somehow Brady has managed to still do at least some kind of okay in Tampa Bay. He looks yeah, washed, I mean, but the results are somehow still there. That one game against Chargers, like, let's see what happens after that. I mean, he wasn't doing yeah. very well before that. 
No, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, I get it. You know, there was no offseason, essentially. So this was really a terrible year to switch teams and all. But uh, I think they're going to get going. They got going in that Chargers game. I think what's funny is the media was actually comparing this offense to Kansas City's offense. And now they're like, well, that's a silly thing to say because they didn't have an offseason. Well, you weren't saying that before, and now you are. But, look, I, I do think this Bucks team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's just Brady was so slow last year. And, honestly, look, they won a bunch of low-scoring games last year against the Cowboys, against the even the Chiefs. Like, they held the Chiefs to 23 points. And they still could have went. Yeah. I think the the only touchdown they they threw was on a trick play against the Chiefs in that game, if I remember correctly. Um, it, it's just that defense is what really carried the, the Titans game in the playoffs. Brady was horrible, and so were the Titans. But yes, you know, it, it's the defense that really came through for them at the end of the day. And for the you know for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, like you know, one thing they can point to, or a couple things, is Godwin's been out since Week One. Um, Arguably, their top one has been a little dinged too. Evans totally dinged, and he was really dinged this last game. He was limping a lot. So, and then Fournette's out, which no surprise. Um, so they have a lot of injuries going on. So we'll see. And Gronk I mean, is not looking like Gronk. He's not the same guy. I mean, you he know. made a big catch late in the game um, Sunday, but he's not the same guy. He he's not as big as he was. Wonder why. Um, but you know, yeah. We'll see. I mean, here, he's 40. What is he, 43? He threw five touchdowns. I mean, you can't take that. Brady, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Brady's 43. Five touchdowns. Yeah, he threw five touchdowns. That's good. That's good. Good for him, man. I think it's both he and Breeze's last season, though. We'll see. I I think after the build, that might be the toughest game, maybe the Saints, uh, on the Chiefs schedule, so... We'll have to see how that pans out. And they're both away, I think. I was right? going to say my yeah, biggest concern away. was playing yeah. against the Jets, but it turns out we're playing the Jets <laughs> at Arrowhead, so I'm no longer concerned about people blowing out their knees on that stupid turf. Oh, uh, yeah. That was literally it's- my only concern. Like, the Jets themselves scare me, obviously not at all, because, duh. You know, let's be <laughs> honest. Like, I, I honestly, having been out in New York, I, I genuinely don't understand how – in that city, you can only have one well-run professional sports organization, and it's the Yankees. Like, you know, when the Steinbrenners are the best owners in town, what is wrong with the town? <laughs> like, Aren't the Giants yeah. also winless? I yes. think so. Yes. Yeah. And you, and the, the best... Jets are also winless, but in a more dumpster-fiery fashion. I mean, look... I, mean, I don't I... know if you watched any of them against the Broncos on Thursday, but I my did. God. That was, was bad. Painful. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, look, I know they're in East Rutherford, New Jersey, but I mean, come on, they're they're New York's team at the end of the day. Um, I just think it's kind of funny that the Bills are the best team in New York, and I know they're undefeated, but it's like the the, the talk is always the Jets and the Giants. It's never the Bills, so mm-hmm. that is kind of funny and, to me. Yeah, I mean, it, realistically, like, yeah, it's the Jets and the Knicks are in the same boat at the moment, which is just like, <laughs> yeah. They have a team that we have, but they suck, and we all know it. It's just kind of not, commonly well, understood. Now the Knicks have uh, Tom Thibodeau to like run their guys into the ground for three yeah years. until their owner decides in about a year yeah. and a half to fire him because that's just what yeah it because does. and all the players are completely gassed because he plays them forty five minutes. <laughs> well, there's also that I was just more being like, yeah, that temperamental owner they've got like he, he's the problem. Oh, really? Everybody in New York <laughs> knows it, but they don't have the money to handle it, so. Are you yeah, guys yeah. It's like people just have five billion laying around to be like, yeah, 
we'll pay for the Knicks and make them yeah. not suck anymore. Like the fact that they're one of the highest valued franchises in America and they no, suck that ridiculous. bad. Can you imagine how much they'd be worth if they were good? It's, it's probably five and a half billion. Yeah, let's bad. be real. <laughs> you guys are following the NBA finals, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm about right now. And they're buckets. showing the, by the way, they're showing the Borat uh, trailer. Nice. <laughs> right now, I, I have it in the background. Oh man, I'm counting. I'm counting down to that movie, man. I, I really am. Uh, like that, that's one of those things where it's like you get takeout and you get like your your favorite thing in the world, uh, and you watch that movie. Um, but yeah, as far as like the NBA Finals go, man. Um, I mean, look, I'm a Lakers fan. I, I I got hooked on basketball because of Shaq and Kobe, so they've always been my team. We don't have a team here in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, I was so excited. As a Jayhawk, I hate Anthony Davis because he single-handedly destroyed us in the championship game a few years ago. But to be fair, we had no business being in that championship game. If we're really being honest with ourselves, like don't yeah. get me wrong, I, I'm with you all across the board. Like, yeah, you know, and seriously, like trim the freaking caterpillar on your forehead. But whatever, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's still he's an incredible basketball player, and I can respect the heck out of that. And then of he course, is, you know, there's. But- What's the best is, current basketball player is on the do, other, is he he, on that side with them too. Yeah, did he do anything with New Orleans? He got I, hurt a lot. Yeah, did and he? I think it was mostly playoffs? his back from you know carrying the team to did what get, moderate success they had. Did they get to the playoffs? Like once, I think maybe twice. Did they? I don't even know if they did, but I think they got in that year that it was him and Boogie together, and it worked out until Boogie got hurt. Um, he also gets hurt a lot, but yeah. How about that? How about that performance by Jimmy Butler on Sunday? Real, that deal. was pretty good. That was that was an historic performance in the finals. Like honestly, like basketball for bar none. Years. I don't know if there's an athlete in sports today that has gotten more out of what gifts Less, he's been given yeah. than Jimmy Butler. Like my goodness, he man, was drafted incredible. late first round by the Bulls. Uh, it's like he, uh, he is more nothing about him screams. I'm going to be a superstar. Look at no, me. No. And, and he just and is because he's awesome. Yeah. Thibodeau was his coach and he barely played his first year because that's what Thibodeau does. Um, and then because everybody was getting injured, like I think Luol Deng had a spinal tap that went badly. So then Jimmy Butler got thrust into a situation where he's playing in a playoff game. Um, to watch that man, I think he's 30 or 31 at this point. Historic performance. I mean, with no help. I mean, think about it. He's missing the two best, the two other best players on his team, mm-hmm. and carries them on his back, and doesn't shoot one three pointer. Doesn't even attempt one. Plays the post game like it's '90s basketball. I mean, it was crazy to watch in that. Now, yeah. like an old guy, I'm like, yeah, that's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. And he did it going up against the you know, the other player in recent memory who has just you know put a team on his back in LeBron James. Like that's yeah to be truly kind of doing what LeBron does against LeBron is pretty damn impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I just I really hope LeBron wins, man. And I mean, I'm, he's I'm not going that, to. Like I think we all know that. I'm yeah, not saying that just bad, because yeah. I'm a Lakers fan. I just think you know. Listen, this guy. I think he takes a lot more shit than he really truly deserves. Look. This guy, with the exception of last year, he played in, what, nine or eight consecutive NBA finals? And you think about NBA seasons. And that they was don't have... not with good teams. It, 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 it's Whoa. not like. 
Some of them were. <laughs> Miami Heat. The Miami Heat were pretty good. We you know with Chris Bosh. No, no, my point there wait. being like, you know, he also wait, carried, wait. you know, the Cavs oh, that year that yes, you know, Kyrie got hurt. Like he did. Yeah, you know, where you've got Kevin Love as your next best, which like don't get me wrong, he's not terrible, but like he a, well, he's not great either. <laughs> Zach, but no, hold up. But when when LeBron here, let me just say this. So he left the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to Miami to join with Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade's a Hall of Famer for sure. Where Chris he learned Bosch how to win. Bosch yeah. could have been, but at the time he was a star. Chris Bosch is a Hall of really gooder. Um, he might have been a Hall of yeah. Famer. He might still be, but but injuries yeah. settled his career. But then he had some issue when, with his when, chest or something. I forget exactly what it's really. Uh, he had uh, he had um, blood clots. Um, yeah. Then. When he saw Bosch and Wade fading, he jumped ship, went to Cleveland with Kyrie, who was a superstar mm-hmm. at that point. Kevin Love, who was at that time, was considered a Minnesota superstar, I think. Now well, he was the star in Minnesota, but he t- faded really quickly into like well, fourth they, tier at best. Well, what do they do to him in, in Cleveland? They they marginalized him to a corner three point shooter. <laughs> He's yeah. no longer a rebounder. He's no longer a twenty and ten guy. And then when that started going downhill, he jumped ship again. Like, so my problem with LeBron is two things. One is the constantly jumping ship to different areas, like where you think you're going to do better rather than just stay in one place. Now I will grant this. Somebody brought this up on Twitter and I, I agree with it. Would Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant nowadays maybe do the same thing? Perhaps, probably. I'll say the era is different. That's fair. But, but at the same time, I mean, like, yeah. My biggest problem with LeBron James is the flopping and the whining and the bitching because it is prevalent and it is all the time. Every game. Unbecoming. So I guess you're not a James Harden fan either, huh? I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I can't. No, that's part of the game that I'm really I not a fan of. I, love I hate the flopping. And LeBron is a master flopper. He's the master flopper. And for being like literally the guy who like, let's be honest, from a physical standpoint, dude could hang in the nineties for damn sure. Like he is built well enough that he could have hung with anybody and he'd have been running through freaking Bill Ambeer's bitch ass. Pardon my French, <laughs> but uh, I stand it. behind love that it. comment. Don't pardon <laughs> um, any of that. Like, it. yeah, love it. it's, he'd be able to, but yeah, it, it is a bit of a shame that he's wasting some of that. Or I guess, you know, it's, I think it's just the way the games evolved, but I don't like it. And that's like, part of what I said the other day, like uh, on Sunday when, you know, LeBron was like talking shit with Jimmy Butler. I'm like, you know, LeBron's bigger than Jimmy Butler, but I don't know if I had to pick a fight in an octagon and Farzine, I know you're, you're the expert on the octagon. The reach is still a thing, man. I think, I think <laughs> I, I, I would not bet against Jimmy Butler. That, that dude is crazy. Like he will fuck your shit up. He's a scrapper for sure. But you can't bet on can't bet against Reach. Come on now. Yeah, Reach Reach is a big thing. Here's the thing: everyone will always talk about size. There's this UFC fighter, Zach. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Colby Covington. I don't know why. Oh, I know I, what you're talking about. I don't know yeah, why. I, yeah. I had this weird yes. dream that you yes. got into a fight with him, and you we were actually beating him up in like a <laughs> WWE fight. Um, he keeps calling out LeBron, and it's like yes, he you is. know, he's what like five ten. Maybe five nine. I'm five eleven. 
Uh, I'm not saying I could take him or anything. Where but LeBron could literally just stick his palm out, like palm the guy's head like they do in the cartoons and just watch him go swinging away. Well, and what's LeBron? Yeah, LeBron is what, 6'9"? Or 6'8"? 6'9", 6'8", you know, wingspan. You still have to learn how to fight, okay? Yes, Tom Mahali was trying to do jujitsu with Henner Gracie, who, you know, he's twice Henner's size. And this is an old video. It doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. But Henner was able to, you know, put, put him on his back immediately. You know, was that it, the guy who taught Tamba how to hand fight and made him, like, honestly, even better yes. as a pass rusher? Okay. Yes. That's uh, so there's a fighter, Brian Ortega, who is about to fight in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That is the same coach, uh, Henner Gracie. Okay. Uh, they, 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 I mean, that's a legendary Gracie family. So, yeah, that's the guy who Tamba's worked with for a very long time now. And that's actually helped him with football, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, to see how that uh, helped him. But, uh, that's actually how I learned about Henner. Gra- I was just typing mm-hmm. Tamba Holly on YouTube and that came up. So that was pretty cool. And how many times, like, how many times did Mike Tyson fight guys that were taller and had longer reach than him? Oh, Isn't gosh. he fighting again soon or something? Like, or did he already do that? Know, it was supposed to like happen Spinks, recently, like, but I think I'm they pushed it back because of the like, pandemic. It, it's like November, I think. That yeah, it's okay. now November. And if you look it up, they who is he going against? So I forget. Roy some fifty-two-year-old. Yeah, okay, right. They're both in their fifties, and, and, and that's when Nate Robinson was going to be on the undercard. I remember seeing that right. thinking like, hmm. And here's you what's know, the little about squirt the- who could jump up, you know, through the gym and win dunk contests is also going to be in the octagon. You know, go figure. Si- <laughs> what's silly about it is like now the boxing commission come at- came out and said, we don't want them to actually, they didn't say this, but they don't want them to actually fight. They want to show their skills. Like, why would you pay money to watch that? I'm sorry. Boxing is still about punching the other man right. in his face. Yeah. That's still how it works. Well, Tyson's here's the skill, thing. Tyson's skill was punching guys in the head and not getting them out. <laughs> Let yeah. me just quickly... He hit harder than anybody, and that was yeah. why he won. I'm looking up Chuck Liddell's age real quickly. Uh, he is 50 years old. So he came back, what, I think two years ago? At the time, he was 48, and... He got the shit kicked out of him. So in 2010, he, he went more right. than eight years. Yeah, he did. He, he went more than eight years without a fight. He ended the UFC on a three-fight losing streak. He actually lost, what, five of his last six. And for whatever reason, he came back to fight an old rival of his, Tito Ortiz, who he beat already twice. But for whatever reason, it, it just seemed like he had to prove something else by beating this guy, even though he beat him twice already. Or he needed the money. Uh, yeah, that too. Uh, he like, got knocked out. The game. He got knocked out in the first round. And Tito Ortiz, how old is Tito Ortiz? He's 45 years old, so five years younger than – and Liddell, it's like – the way Chuck Liddell – look, again, Chuck Liddell was like the guy who put the UFC on the map. He's fighting with like the weirdest, most awkward sense. It's like a person who's trying to fight that's never been in a fight before. And it's like at this point you realize, okay, this guy is 48, hasn't fought in eight years, and he's trying to fight again. That's what this fight is going to be between – uh Tyson and, and what's the other guy's name? Roy Roy Jones Jr. I guess. Yeah, Roy jo- yeah. Uh, Jones. So look, I'm gonna watch it. I, I just am because as was, a cowboy by the way, sports fan, yeah, he was Tyson. not a heavy Roy Jones was not a heavyweight until the very end of his career. He was uh I don't know if he was a put that old man weight on, huh? Yeah, well he did something, but he he added weight on at the end of his career. So by the way, I I you know I I think I texted you about this, uh Farzine a few weeks ago when uh Kobe Covington like had his press conference again. Oh yeah. 
with uh, Uzma. I want to watch that fight. I want them to fight again because I will pay. I will actually pay for that. I don't even watch UFC. Well, I want to see him kick his ass again because he Usman did break his face. He broke Usman was supposed to fight Gilbert Burns in July. Gilbert Burns pulled out because of COVID 19, and then they rescheduled that fight for December. And now Usman had to pull out because of an injury. Um, Covington's gonna fight Masvidal and. It's funny because, I mean, Covington is like a massive Trump supporter, and I guess he's now become really good friends with um, Trump's kids uh, through all this. Uh, But I guess uh, Masvidal used to be a teammate of his. They trained in the same gym, and now they hate each other, and they're both like really good friends with Trump's family. And I I guess they're going to fight each other in in December. It's going to be a while before uh, Covington. So then do we get Donnie Jr. versus Eric on the undercard? Because I'd (laughs) pay money for that. I I think a lot of people would pay just to see Eric because no and one I'm ever Eric. sees Eric these days. I don't want. I want to see the like both of them get their ass kicked. But I mean, let's be honest. I think coked out Donnie Jr. would have that one for sure. Well, separate discussion. Yeah, well, separate discussion for sure. But um, look, uh, the whole thing. I know we're kind of getting off topic. We were talking about LeBron James. So we just, I'll say we ramble, but it's fine. That's you know, um, that, that was part of the game here. No, I'll definitely let you know when uh, Covington and Usman fight. It probably won't be. For more than a year, I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see how that all pans I will, out. I will, I will buy it. I will. Also, drive your. We're on the UFC tick for just a second. Can I just mention the fact that I'm disappointed that they're billing it as Fight Island and they're not fighting in the middle of like you know a ring of fire in the sand? Like I'm a little disappointed by this. <laughs> so that whole thing is the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. I guess the logic is if. We have another shutdown ever again. The UFC can just pack their bags and go to Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. And people weren't even sure like what the stage was going to look like. Everyone thought it was literally going to be in front of like the beach. Literally, like, I want a survivor-style bracket tournament where a loser goes home after they get knocked out. Or, you know, they just leave them there, knocked out, and then on to the next one. Battle Royale. Like, I'm, I, when I hear Fight Island, that's what I think. I shouldn't, but I do. And that's just, you know, how my head works. But, you know, I think that they're missing an opportunity with that. No, the whole thing's silly. It's just the UFC flexing their muscles saying, hey, look, we have the money. We can do whatever we want. Uh, Whereas good for them, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, look, when they were going to be the only sports going on, they would have had a lot of viewership for sure. Well, it's funny. Dana White keeps bragging like, you know, all the other sports were freaking out because of the media. I'm still going. It's like, no, you actually canceled a lot of events to get to where you are now. So slow down a little bit, buddy. But yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I have a college classmate. Do you know? Well, I don't want to say his name. I'll tell you when we're done recording. But there's um, there's someone from KU's journalism school who I'm good friends with. He works for the UFC now. Every time I go to Vegas, he's always busy because the UFC always has an ongoing schedule. But I, I've, I've been hitting him up. I, I want to, you know, just get together with him. And sometime when I'm in Vegas, just to ask him, what is it like to work with Dana White? Like Dana White's the complete opposite of Bill Belichick, which is funny because Dana White's a Patriots fan. Right. Whereas like Dana White will speak his mind and he will speak his mind. Like if he has something, I mean, he, he won't reveal everything. He'll, he'll keep some private matters behind closed doors, but if he's he like, feels- if Barstool sports was one human, it'd be him. Yeah, That's a good point. I mean, other than Portnoy, which obviously he is too, but like different. Well, it's funny. He actually loves um, Robbie from Barstool Sports. I mean, he does 
like t- tons of interviews with that guy, but good, good for him. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would take advantage of that too. Um, have you seen Dana White's office, by the way, no, go no. to Barstool sports and type uh, Dana White's office or just, just type it on YouTube. This guy has um, a machine gun and I, I think there are like nine or 10 bullets and they all represent things we fight for, which is money, drugs, all these kinds of weird things. And then he has um, uh, a saber tooth, tiger's uh, tooth from a museum. And this is back in Skull. 2006 uh, mm-hmm. or 2007 when um, when the economy was going down. He helped the museum kind of, you know, save him a little bit by buying that for $22,000. The guy has his own bar, too. Uh, and I, I'm not talking like, you know, someone's basement where they have a bar. This is like a full round bar, like like your local pub almost. He has one of those in his office, which I don't know what you need for. He has like one of the biggest showers, like like a walk-in shower in his office. I, I I don't know why he needs all of that, but hey, good on him, man. It's it's pretty good. Look it up know. sometime when you, when you get a chance. This, though, I'm also just remembering, yeah, now it makes so much sense why he has Joe Rogan doing the commentary too. You know, I think he <laughs> probably just boy. feels a natural kinship there. <laughs> Rogan, man, did you guys hear what's going on with him with his podcast going to Spotify? Spotify, yeah. like screwing with it because they're Spotify. Oh uh, well, I guess he said I something. Like, they're I, censoring I th- some of it. Mm. I think Rogan made a controversial comment, really accusing Shocked. the yes. I think he was accusing the left of causing some of the wildfires in California, and <laughs> I, I I don't know if he meant that as a joke or if he was being serious with it, or maybe a mix of both. You never know with, with him. him it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it is. So I'm pretty sure uh, most of Southern California is on fire because of someone's fucking gender reveal party, <laughs> where they literally use fire. T- That's not a joke. Look that shit I know, up. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Pyrotechnics get- to say it's a boy. Oh, Every- good. Our house is on fire. Awesome. Every- Everyone knows it's gonna get cold. It's because it was hot. It's gonna get cold now. So um, yeah. Where I mean, was I winter is a this? thing, except for in California or specifically <laughs> Southern California. So yeah, I guess Spotify, and I'll be honest, I've not listened to Rogan in a while. I used to think he was really good with his commentary, but he said some weird stuff lately. I don't know about so much his commentary, but I like the fact that he brings on guests that, for the most part, are generally intelligent. Every once in a while, you get some dumb in there, but yeah, I mean, I like the fact that regardless of their viewpoint, he lets them talk and explain in more than just a single soundbite, which I think is a little rare. You know, I think the long form is really the win here. Less, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much is him, how much is the long form, and you know his willingness to just entertain ideas. But I like I that think, aspect of see, it. See, because of that, I think Spotify is like trying to get him to tone it down a bit. And you look, you're seeing this with Facebook deleting posts here and there. Twitter's doing the same thing. Either that, or they flag these posts. Uh, and I guess um, Spotify's trying to maybe make him more. Uh, they just wanted to tread lightly, I guess. I don't know, which is not Joe Rogan's sell at all. And I say it's distinctly not his thing. Well, yeah, he's it's a big contract to be exclusively on Spotify, um, which is funny because a lot of people were bummed out about the comment section because there are always some hilarious things in the comment section for Rogan's uh, JRE clips. But yeah, I don't know um, if he's really going to make it to Spotify. I'm not sure if that's going to happen at this point. I mean, anyway, he'll do just fine no matter what happens. Um, LeBron James, which is what we were talking about for a while. I Listen, I hope he makes it, man, because the thing about him, and look, I agree with some of the criticism that, that he gets, but 
at the end of the day, I think there's so much pressure on him and he does take it pretty seriously where, look, he knows he's always going to be compared to Michael and Kobe until he has more rings than those guys. And maybe even then, if he has more rings, people are going to say, well, he played for three different teams. So you can't really respect that. Whereas Kobe played for the Lakers the entire time. Michael, he did play for the Wizards, but he won all his championships with the Bulls. So I don't Let's know. Say the Wizards, I don't think we talk about. I don't think no. even Michael recognizes that era. Of no. his it's like Brett Favre going to the Jets. Like no one even remembers exactly. that. Um, listen, man, I, I hope he gets it that. done. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure you remember that. that I hope he gets it done. He was actually good there. The thing year, about yeah. The thing about LeBron is just – a lot of people are saying, you know, now that he has Anthony Davis, you know, he's he's no longer the best player, or at least in the finals. A- Anthony Davis, in my opinion, has had the better performance so far. But look, it's still always going to be LeBron who gets talked about at the end of the day. So look, I hope he wins this uh, finals, and I hope he he can tie or at least pass Michael because I'd love to see him kind of just silence a lot of those critics. Let me. I don't think he's going to pass guys, him. Can I ask you guys two questions? Sure. You asked one. one. That's one question. I'm asking two. (laughs) One is... Wait, is that one for each of us or two for... For both of you. Both two questions. So the first question is, do you think if there was no pandemic, the Heat would be in the finals right now? Because I think the Lakers would be. And the second one is, if the Heat win, is it fair to say there's an asterisk element to it because of the long layoff? And you know, helping a 35 year old basketball player have like four months off in the middle of the season, not having to go through the grind. Okay. Look the whole, you know, would they be here if it was, if there wasn't a pandemic? I don't know, man, we can't, I I understand, you know, you can talk about home court and all that stuff. Uh, Look, it is what it is to me. You know, if the heat win, do they get an asterisk? No, man. Look, um, I'm a huge Vegas golden Knights fan and they have great, uh, you know, home, I don't know what they call it in hockey, uh, you know, home, home ice. ice or home arena. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, they obviously didn't have that. You know, you just got to adjust to these kinds of things. There's no asterisk here, man. If you win, you win. Um, it, it's, you know, baseball has a shortened season and whoever wins, they deserve it. Everyone has had to adjust to these things. It's not just one team that's had to adjust to it. Uh, whereas, you know, it's unfair to all the others. It's 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 an even playing field at the end of the day. So, no, man, whoever wins us, they earned it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same kind of boat there where, I mean, realistically, they all did play by the same, you know, rules and stuff. And, like, obviously, you know, there are certainly some injury, you know, I guess ramifications based on the layoff that are very reasonable. I mean, you know, I, I totally understand that mentality, but – when you look at all that went into this you know, bubble thing and like the you know the mental toughness that it really takes to come back from that layoff and dealing with the fact that if there's a global pandemic and like you have plenty of other unrest going on and you know still be able to you know essentially block that out whether it's truly blocking it out or at least managing to compartmentalize it effectively enough to still achieve your ultimate end goal. I mean, you look at what the Bucks did, for example. Yeah. You know, they came into the bubble and kind of, you know, let it go. I mean, it was kind of disappointing that everybody thought that they were, you know, going to be, it was going to be Lakers and Bucks, and no, not at all because they didn't have it. Uh, they just, you know, whether it was mental toughness or otherwise, it doesn't actually matter. Uh, and the heat on the flip side of it, 
definitely had that in spades. And so I don't think they get an asterisk at all. Um, I mean, I think that the only, you know, sports asterisks I would apply in this COVID situation are, you know, if someone were to be hitting 400 in baseball, like that gets an asterisk because it's over a smaller sample size than, you know, when Teddy Williams did it, Um, you know, that's a little different, but for the most part, I think that, you know, it's obviously while there's less games and they're under weirder circumstances, I think that, yeah, for the most part, I think the season counts just as good as any. Yeah, until it, someone goes and wins a Super Bowl, like you know, if, say, yeah, playing the hypothetical game here. Say you know, I mean, we go to the Super Bowl against doesn't matter who. Mahomes goes down with COVID right before the big game and can't play. That's an asterisk. If we <laughs> that's different. But, yeah, the, but here, I mean, I could I could foresee us winning the Super Bowl this year, and people saying that's an asterisk because. There were no fans and like, you know, you guys benefited because you, yeah, had- because we definitely benefit with yeah. a lack of fans as Kansas <laughs> city. Come on now. No, I'm talking about like, yeah. I mean, it's the only thing I would say is the reason why I say should there be an asterisk is you could look at it and say, you know, LeBron is 35. And did it help him to have three months off or four months off? See, I think that like that okay. amount of time, like I think it's, you know, Versus like I, I, his twenties, like yeah, it's definitely rest, and that's good and a benefit. But I think that you know, with it also is like, you know, time off isn't always great. Like you know, you get into a rhythm, and then like you know, you come back out. That is a good point. Yeah, you know, three months later, and you're yeah you know, just off it because you're also playing now in an empty gym that you know is realistically built primarily for AAU tournaments and college tournaments, not so much NBA ball. Not that it's really that different, but at the same time, it kind of is, um, just because of the size and you know. They always talk about like, especially when they're playing, you know, the college basketball tournaments in particular, where like, you know, if you're playing that in a football field, you know, when you're shooting, it's just a little different. Um, you know, whether it's roof height or otherwise, doesn't matter. It's just, you know, a different environment that takes some adjusting. And I think that that's, you know, it's, it's really just a testament to whoever wins was able to adjust better. Look, they're, they're, I mean, we're in a pandemic, but whether it was a pandemic or not, Fans are going to find something to complain about, whether it's the refs or, you know, this team, you know, in a best of seven series, they got more home games than the other team that lost, you know, uh, or injuries. You know, you, you kind of mentioned Mahomes. Look, I mean, if, if it were to happen, uh, and I know, you know, COVID's not an injury per se, but you get what I mean. It's Listen, not not. Uh, the thing is, it's just fans are always going to find something to complain about. So, Look, at the end of the day, these are crazy times. Personally, man, like I said with hockey, when the Golden Knights were taken away from me in my life, like that's an important thing to me. When they came back, I was not complaining. I did not care if it was in front of an empty arena. I just wanted to see my my, my team out there. And at, at the end of the day, we're getting sports, which is what we love. That's that's our escape in, in, in life, as a lot of people like to say. Um, yeah. So, the fact that we got it at the end of the day, I'm not complaining too much. I know some people, as you said, they will put an asterisk because of this whole pandemic. I'm not, man. It's an even playing field at the end of the day. I think it makes things a little bit more interesting. The whole no fans um, is kind of weird, uh, but it also has an interesting dynamic to it in some odd way. So, look, uh, you just got to roll with the punches sometimes, and hopefully we can get back to normal. Doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon. We may need this venue in Orlando 
for the next season, whenever. Do we know when the next season is going to tip off? I think they were aiming, aiming for December, if my memory serves. Not anymore. But... So, uh, Silver came out like probably like two weeks ago and said it's unlikely that they would be able to start the season in December. So, they're talking January. And okay, he, so around that time then. But he's also talking about doing an 82 game schedule. And that makes me think, well, Ooh. you got to, at some point, you have to, take a, you have to do another shortened schedule to get back to where you were at. Like, you Yeah, because look, uh, yeah. the NBA and the NHL, as great as those sports are, and I know not a lot of people care for hockey, but those sports cannot compete with the NFL. You just can't. I'm sorry. You, and I get, you know, there's a ratings dip. All around, you know, the end. Some people are watching the NFL instead of the NBA or NHL. Some people are watching the NHL or NBA because it's the playoffs, the championship, instead of the NFL. But listen, man, you cannot put yourself head to head with the NFL. You're just not going to win. You're not going to win that battle. So, no. I, in fact, I on Sunday, I I was watching a really shitty Eagles 49ers game until the third quarter, and then I was like, oh, I forgot that the. NBA Finals were on, so I turned it over to that. Because of Twitter, I saw that like, they were talking about it, so I actually turned that on. And then finally watched that game, but I think a lot of people weren't watching the NBA because they were watching football. Yeah. Uh, they got to do a shortened schedule at some point. I don't know what hockey's going to do, but they've got to return. I mean, you cannot have your championships going up against the NFL, um, but that's just my thought. Yeah. Hopefully they, they fix that. I think they probably soon. know it. Yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. This has been a crazy year, man. 2020. Um, like, Monday Night Football. <laughs> Monday Night Football, we had game updates. I don't know when was the last time you saw that for a Monday Night game, but That's it crazy. happened. That's a good point. There's a, there is a category for Hurricane called Delta because they yeah. ran their real names. Yeah, we're going into Greek letters now. Greek letters. It's, going to, it's about to hit... Uh, Yucatan uh, Peninsula, yeah. I think, in Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's going to hit Louisiana by Friday. Of course, it's going to do that because it's 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw some meme going around earlier today where, like, I guess they're, you know, over in Egypt, they've exhumed some mummy and they were opening up, you know, the sarcophagus or whatever. And they're like, guys, it's 2020. Do we really need to be taking this kind of risk right now? I've watched movies. <laughs> it's like, you know, no other year would people like that be their first reaction. But at this point, I think yeah, everybody's like, all right, 2020, go home. You're drunk. Like, you know, I think that we're all looking forward to New Year's for darn sure. It's going to well, be interesting years. Look, we got to wrap this up soon, but here's what I will say. You know, it, it's really fun doing. I mean, I know a lot of times we did what, like 95% chief stock and 5%, you know, whatever else we could talk about, but it's been a lot of fun Chitching. talking to you yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're definitely going to do this again. I like that you inversion. Know. Uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit of chief stock, a whole lot of shit shooting. Uh, yeah. I did. I did say, you know, the last time we did the uh, Chiefs zone, I said, "Look, this is, the, this is not the last time you hear the three of us." Which obviously not the case. Uh, we're here right now. Um, uh, I, I told you guys this earlier today um, before we started recording. Uh, you guys will definitely be like regulars on here. We'll, I'll probably have you guys on once a month. We'll do a Chiefs zone reunion. One thing I'd like to do is maybe if we get like a um, like a Chiefs pundit that we we all like like. Maybe a Charles Goldman from That'd the Chiefs awesome. Wire. I, I oh, he's like really him. cool. I like him a lot. Um, I also like uh, we can adult Sam... real fast. What's that? Yeah, we'll we'll put our adult hats right oh, back on and yeah. you know, pretend yeah, like we're. Right. <laughs> uh, I also really like um, 
I also really like the uh, pro football focus guy, Sam Hayes. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, good. He's so, so right. I like to do that where we do a Chiefs own reunion yeah. again, but we also have someone to join us in and all that. So that'd be great. We'll maybe, a Joel, maybe a Joe Valerio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I have not talked to him in a long time. So, man, we, we it was so much that. fun watching him. It was, him, fun, it was you know, fun talking to him. Getting excited last week when oh, we yeah. you know, played the Ravens oh, yeah. and Eric Fisher got his tackle or got his touchdown. I mean, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun watching his uh, you know, Twitter feed go nuts. Uh, I'm sure I actually missed that. I'll have to take a look at that. Worth but your anyway, time. Uh, Zach, DJ, thanks for coming on. Stay safe. We'll do this Pleasure. again soon. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Take care. Sounds awesome, good, guys. boys. See you. All right. Big thanks to Zach and DJ for joining me here on Farscast. Uh, I've known Zach for a few years now. I think it was 2012, my first year at KU. That was also his first year at KU. I was a transfer student. He was a freshman. And we worked together for a KU football game. Uh, And he had known about me a little bit uh, before we even met because he had read my work at Bleacher Report. So that was pretty cool. Uh, meeting him and working with him for the first time. And he and I, we've become uh, good friends over the years. And DJ, uh, he was actually a listener of mine for uh, the Chiefs Zone. Uh, That was the first Chiefs podcast he told me he listened to. And he was a big fan of that. He would always tweet me here and there. And he told me he was on another Chiefs podcast. And he had expressed interest in wanting to, you know, join my podcast and come on my podcast. And I said, hey, why not? Uh, why don't, why doesn't he be, uh, the, the, the second co-host, uh, we can be a, a three man show, a three man band on, uh, on the chief zone. Uh, and he and I have become good friends, uh, you know, knowing each other, uh, through Twitter. And there are some good things that come out of Twitter, believe it or not. So, uh, it, it was really good to meet DJ that way. Uh, he mentioned, you know, we had actually met about a year ago, uh, which is crazy to think time really does fly. Uh, or in this case kind of feels like it's been a long time. Uh, but nonetheless, um, really cool to talk to Zach and DJ. We'll definitely do it again. We'll do another Chiefs Zone reunion. We'll talk about the Chiefs probably about a month from now and see where the Chiefs are at that point. Obviously, we're all big Chiefs fans. A lot of you guys know me because of the Chiefs on podcast. So, uh, we'll definitely touch on that in uh, about a month. We'll uh, we'll do like a a monthly Chiefs Zone reunion here on Farscast. Like I said earlier. Flag giveaway on my Twitter. Go check that out at Farzine21. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Share the links. Would greatly appreciate you guys doing that. Other than that, man, hey, look, just stay safe. Love one another. I will talk to you guys hopefully next week. Don't have a guest yet, but I'll definitely uh, reach out and see who I can and get on the podcast. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy all the sports action. NBA Finals. UFC, NFL, whatever there is out there. Enjoy all of that. I will talk to you guys next week.